I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Owl Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Hello, Owl Pellets. It is great to be back. This is Brian Myers with Becky Haddad and Mike Ritalik. We are by the Owl Pellet. And with us today is Jay Solomonson. And so, Jay, thank you so much for being with us here today. Absolutely. Glad to be here. So to get us started, Jay, tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, where you are, and what you're doing. Okay, absolutely. Well, um, I'm recently out of the classroom. I was a high school agriculture teacher and FFA advisor uh, for 17 years at uh, Orion High School in Orion, Illinois. It's right outside of the Illinois Quad Cities. Um, this past year, I was actually on our state ag, ag education staff uh, for a year prior to uh, my current position, which I'm an assistant professor of agriculture education at Illinois State University, which is a normal Illinois, kind of in the middle of the middle of the state. So basically, you can't keep a job; you keep moving around. Absolutely, like. this is my third job. Yeah, but I, I once I stay somewhere, I usually stay somewhere. But, <laughs> except except for the state staff job because I had, <laughs> I had a dream position here, so I, I had to make that move. No, that's and now he's in normal. Not even I'm in normal. <laughs> and Mike, we like to call this the real eye issues. Yeah, yeah. But we all know different. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, look at the smack talk has started already. Um, it is great to be part of this profession where we know each other. But Jay, get us back on track. What are we gonna what is the focus topic of the day other than smack talk? Sure. Um, well, some of my research is uh, dealing with uh, teacher retention, particularly agriculture teacher retention. And uh, one of the recent studies that me and my research team uh, have been working on is why do teachers stay in the profession? So there's, there's been a lot of research over the years of why, why, why teachers leave, but there has been little, I mean, there, there's some studies out there, but there's been very little of, okay, so what we, we, we know why they go. Well, why do they actually remain in the classroom? So that's some uh, the research focus that we've been working on for probably the past year and a half. Nobody else has that song in their head. Do I stay or do I go? No, no one. Love it, oldies for me. <laughs> We've established that. Yeah. So Jay, tell us a little bit about what you uh, learned when you uh, conducted this study, and and I think you worked with Illinois uh, teachers on the as your popula population. Yep. Yep. Um, so this was actually something brought forth um, in the state of Illinois. We have a group called the Illinois Leadership Council for Agriculture Education. And it's essentially an advisory group for um, our state staff in Illinois. And they actually brought this question to us because some previous research we did was, well, why do teachers leave, leave the profession? And so we, we've presented that information. It's been about two years ago now. And they kind of came back as like, okay, this is great. We know why they leave. So why do they stay? And um, it's, it's kind of based upon a conceptual model that, that we developed a, a few years back, um, looking at some of these either retention um, or attrition variables. And it kind of came down to four main things. Uh, personal factors for the, for the teacher, uh, teacher development factors, uh, the working conditions of the teacher, and then compensation. 
So those are kind of the four constructs or four main areas that we were looking at. So when you look at these things, you know, personal factors, I mean, life happens. There's not, there's not a whole lot, I guess, we can do about that. You know, people, situations, we all, we probably all have to make a list of where things have, have impacted people that have had to change their professions. But when you look at some of the other things, what advice did you, did you come up with that administrators, school board, school districts really look at when we're trying to, to keep these teachers in the classroom? Well, I guess the, the number one thing that we, that we found is the teachers need support. And, and we've done some qualitative interviews with some of, this, some of these teachers in this, in this population in the past, but support was kind of all over the place. So we talked about having a supportive school building administration. So supporting your ag teacher. Uh, we talk, they've talked about having a supportive family, um, having a positive school environment. These, these were some of the big factors why teachers are remaining in the classroom. Um, another one that um, kind of makes sense was, and they're all related to some self-efficacy topics here, but um, the teacher's ability to engage students was actually our, our number, number one factor. So how do you keep them in the, in the profession? Well, they need to be trained well. They need to be able to engage their students and they need to know that they're, that they're doing a good job. So engaging students, a couple other top factors were um, their confidence level to teach students and their confidence level to teach the ag curriculum. So making sure, and I, I think these are a few things that we can actually impact through some purposeful professional development for our novice teachers, for our pre-service teachers, and uh, revising maybe some, some coursework done at the university level. So making sure that the more prepared they are, the more likely they are gonna, gonna stay in the profession. Jay, one thing I wanna point out before Becky and Mike asking that question is one thing you said is helping make sure teachers know they're doing a great job. I, I think that's so important we go from here. I didn't, I didn't wanna pass that up because how many times have we gone to a retirement party or somebody has left and a little farewell thing and people get up and say all these wonderful great things about them and the person might say I, I never knew I made that difference I never knew people thought I was doing a good job and I think wh what do we need to be doing to make sure we let the teachers know now that we appreciate what they're doing and the great things that they're doing and, and really acknowledging that and I think that's a great point for all of us to, to be thinking about because we don't want to wait for that retirement party because that may never come. We want right. to let people know the great things they're doing right now. Right. Well, the, the data shows more than likely it won't it won't come for a lot of the a lot of the teachers. Um, but I, I think teachers like recognition differently. Um, some teachers like public recognition um, in in front of the, front of their peers. Some teachers pr prefer to get a handwritten note from an administrator. I to be yeah right there like I I. I always, I loved getting notes from students. So like, I, I, I actually have a box still that I, that I keep of notes and letters, um, cards that I, that I, I get from students. Um, that's, that's how I prefer my recognition. So I, I, think, it, I think it kind of varies. Um, some of the other stuff that we, that we found, award programs I think are, are beneficial too. Um, maybe expanding some of those for more beginning teachers. I know there's a few out there, but not all, not all states do that. So um, figuring out, like I said, and that's, and that's probably the most difficult task is finding out how they, how they wanna be recognized. Um, I, I, I've seen some school administrators actually ask them. So they'll, they'll send out a, a, you know, a, 
a poll saying, would you prefer to be recognized in public, uh, in private? What type of recognition would you like? So, I mean, it's pretty easy that you can, you can go out and, and find that stuff. Um, but yeah, I, I think teachers, teachers have their own preference of, of, of how they, how they want to get recognized. So. How much there can, can we differentiate between maybe that recognition and gratification and that support? Because I think there's, there are certainly, I held up my own warm fuzzies that I have on my desk. Um, and like, and, and those are, those are great. I love those really. If like, that's what's going to get me through the year, but at a certain point, I'm doing a job to put bread up like you know compensation is one of the things that you've talked about teacher development when we so when we think about that model where where do support and gratification maybe break where we need to be really conscientious about what are those things that our state and national associations need to be advocating for what are those places where we really need to be saying hey gratification is only going to get us here we really need to be stepping up here in our in our support of our teachers I I think that's where some more research maybe needs to be done. Um, I, I didn't really find a lot and we didn't really get much, much feedback on where they would like that. Um, so yeah, I think that's definitely something that, that we can explore further. Um, you know, some of our, our recommendations were just to look at that, that piece too. So we, we really kind of don't, don't know, I guess, without asking. And that's, and, and that's something I, like I said, um, should probably be the next step or the first step of the process. You know, Jade, some of the comments and the conversation that we're having really goes to a book um, that I've read that's called How Full Is Your Bucket? Um, and the the theme is, are people filling your bucket or are they dipping into your bucket and taking out of it? And, and part of that conversation in that book is recognizing and rewarding people and acknowledging people in a way that they want to. And I think some of the messages that you're talking about today and what some of the, your experiences with principals have been is kind of centered around that and how we can go about recognizing and being positive and filling one another's buckets instead of taking taking out of out of the bucket every day when we run into someone or we're engaged with students or peers or colleagues. So, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So when you when you looked at this study and, and, and saw your findings, um, you know, we there's a lot of myths. Um, there's a lot of conventional wisdom and education and those kind of things. Were there any myth busters in there? Is there anything that kind of surprised you that um, kind of goes counter to maybe some of the conventional wisdom that we think about? Well, uh, something that I kind of found interesting is one of the main things you always hear is, well, teachers teachers are going to leave the profession because of compensation, and and to be honest, like that that's one of the things we found. Um, you know, it was an impact factor when we when we did the teacher or why why they why they leave, um, why they why they stay obviously is not because of the of the of the compensation. It's 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 not on there, but they but they do appreciate like one of our findings was extended contracts. They they do appreciate being compensated. For that work out outside of their nine month or their eight hour day or whatever they're they're teaching the contract is so and and to be honest when we when we when we looked at all of those four contracts together compensation was at the bottom of the list for for both of why they stay and why they leave and I mean in my mind and this is again my my opinion here but I I don't think teachers teachers get into the profession for the income you know you always say they get into for the student outcomes. So, um, but 
you know, it is it is an important factor at a, to to a, a certain point, but it was definitely not high on the list, or it's not as high as we as we thought it would be. Yeah, great. And, and I'm I'm going to chase another rabbit, Brian. So if you want to ask a question, go ahead. Okay. So re related to the extended contracts or the salary and those kind of things, we hear about. Illinois three circle grant from time to time and we have people from all over the country that uh, listen to the podcasts and probably aren't familiar with that so could you just briefly tell us a little bit about one of these cool things that's going on in Illinois yeah so in the state of Illinois we have an agriculture education line item through the Illinois State Board of Education and with within this line item um, it's a uh, I, I think there was about three million dollars set aside to help increase teachers' extended contracts, to get them up to a 12-month contract. So uh, this is a cost-sharing grant where schools can apply and is what uh, the school district would be uh, res responsible for paying half of the 12-month contract. So uh, pretty much up to a 10 and a half month. And then the state would provide the remaining funds uh, to get the teacher to a 12-month contract. And I. I can't remember, I don't know if this has been four or five years where, where we've been doing this, but we have seen teachers staying at places. It's also a great re recruitment uh, tool for the districts that have this, because I've, I've seen teachers go from one, you know, one school to another just, just so, so they can get that grant. But yeah, essentially what it is, it's to, to cover half of a 12-month contract beyond um, you know, if they're at nine months, it's going to cover a month and a half of salary. So, but the school district, that's, that's where the challenge remains. The school district has to pay the remaining one and a half month. So challenges with teacher unions and uh, contracts already in place. Those are some of the things that we've been facing. But overall, I think it's a great program to keep teachers in the profession. Yeah, I think it's a great program. And, you know, we go from there and to the point there where compensation fell on this list. I mean, it's important, but as long as they're, you know, as long as they're being compensated, I think the other thing people have to understand is in, in typically, I think in most of our states, ag teachers average will get will pay are paid higher than the, than the other average teacher because of things like stipends or extended contracts and those, those sort of things. One of the, one of the interesting things in your paper that I was talking about was, was working conditions. And, you know, we talk about the impact that the building principal has on it and working with, you know, other colleagues on their principals. I can still remember the day that I was ready to pack up and leave the teaching profession because it was so awful. But luckily, I had a great industrial arts and business teacher and the industrial arts teacher came over to my house after work and talked me down off the ledge, you know, and so I, I see all that as working conditions. So what are some things that we should be doing as state leaders or as other teachers to be really kind of focusing on improving the working conditions for our ag teachers? I think a big thing is, again, working with our administrators, but to let them know what we actually do. I think there's a disconnect of, um, you know, they, they, they know what we do in the classroom. I don't think they know what we do beyond the classroom a lot of the times. Um, one of the things that we, we used to do within the state of Illinois, which I I, I really enjoyed this program when there was funding, but we used to take uh, a lot of our administrators to national convention. So we'd get some charter buses from around the state, offer it up to some administrators, and then charter them over. This is, this is um, in Indianapolis. So it's not real far for us, something pretty practical for us, but to let them see, because 
you can say, you know, we're, we're going to this event or we're going to that event, but I think sometimes until they actually see it and see the opportunities that, that some of these things are giving our students, it finally rings home for them. I think they appreciate a little bit more of uh, what the ag teacher does. So, I mean, getting them involved, edu educating those uh, administ administrators is, is gonna be a big thing. Working with other teachers in your, in your district too, um, to build some su support there. Um, sometimes that's, that's the battle for the ag teacher is you have other teachers who uh, don't like that you're taking kids out of school you know, all, the, all the time. And sometimes you really can't, can't blame them. But I mean, for, for some of these opportunities, I always told the teachers, not all education happens within four walls. So sometimes you have to um, give, give some of these students some of these opportunities, uh, but it's gonna inter interfere with some of their other academics. But yeah, I think that's just a start. Yeah, I think that's that's great. And you know, really how we're going to communicate with our administrators and the rest of the people around there. I guess I remember I had an administrator tell me one time that when ag teachers sit here and say that well, being an ag teacher is so much different than teaching English or teaching science or teaching whatever else, it's probably one of the most offensive things an ag teacher can say. And you're trying to build that community. And yes, you're but you know, teaching math is different than teaching ag and teaching that sort of thing, but it, what you're saying is let's communicate and tell them what we're doing rather than just think they should automatically know for right. through some sort of osmosis that of, of what we're doing and helping them understand uh, those different pieces and really communicating with them, I think is one of those very important things there. And I really appreciate, yes, there are things that are done to us that, that impact our, our uh, working conditions, but we have a responsibility to do what we can to help improve those working conditions as well. And that communication with others is so, so critically important rather than just saying, man, I am so different than the rest of you people um, and really it, making those things happen. So I really appreciate that, that, uh, that approach. And I would imagine that probably tied in with some of the differences you saw with your novice and experienced teachers as well, as far as that comfortability, maybe even communicating how much of that was kind of a factor with, with some of that difference that you saw. Yeah, um, yeah. We looked at um, in, in both of our studies that we that we did. We we did look at what are the differences between um, some of the professional life stages. So, and we even broke it down further. What are your new teachers? What are your mid career teachers and your late career teachers? Um, looking at and some of those variables as well. Um, but yeah, definitely, definitely there there, there were some differences between some of those there. Um, it, it was interesting to to note. Um, this is going back to compensation a little bit, was a lot of the compensation factors within our construct were way more important to our beginning teachers than they, than they were for our, our late, late career teachers. And uh, tuition reimbursement programs were, were high on their levels for them, loan forgiveness programs. Uh, the extended contract was way more important for the, for the new teachers. And that makes sense to me, because um, you're, you're starting at a, a certain level and you're trying to make it to us a, a certain point there, especially when a lot of teaching contracts are on years of experience in education. And obviously your uh, first year teachers aren't gonna have that yet, so. Well, Jay, this has been a phenomenal conversation about a critically important topic. I really appreciate the focus again of this study. It's like, what can we do to help pe people stay in the profession rather than what do we need to do to keep people from leaving? And it sounds like, you know, it's a mind little thing, but it, it's, it's kind of that, that mental switch that we have. And again, I hope those folks that listen here that are state leaders, whether they're, they're state staff or, or on the 
the state team ag ed or, or, or our officers in the professional associations really be thinking about the things that you can focus on. And, and I'm sitting here again, kind of with my ag teacher hat. If I'm, if I'm a member of, this, of, uh, of my state ag teacher association, I can't do anything about personal situation. That's just, that's just the way it is. I probably can't do a whole lot about compensation. Now, the, the, three, the three circle grants did that a little bit, but what I can probably do is help work on teacher development and maybe help them with their working conditions and what they can do to help better prepare that there. And so really be focusing in those areas, you can kind of make a difference. And a lot of that is just really helping us to see the joy that we have in this profession and understand it's not gonna be for everybody and not to spend every moment complaining about the, the, the parts of our job that we don't like. Because I think everybody could list five things that they don't wanna do in their job anymore. Uh, but really celebrating those things. So thank you so much for doing this work. Thank you for sharing that with us today. And thanks for being here on Owl Pellets. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers.